Welcome back to The Weekly Kate, the weekly show where I, Kate, discuss everything going on, pop culture, royal news, entertainment, news, celebrity gossip, everything. And I can promise you I'm in a better mood this week. <laughs> Last week was a lot. And if you're still listening to the show, I probably owe you a bunch, even monetarily. Like that was just an absolute chaos mess. I'm so sorry. I, it's, I'm so turned off by my own self that I'm like thinking about removing it from the show. It's so crazy. Ugh. It just, it wasn't a good look for me last week, but I am in a better place. I'm trying this week to be so good about my bedtime, trying hard to like work out every day and drink enough water and just like, you know, do the things you say you're going to try to do, but then you don't actually do them. And then you feel like shit. Well, like I'm actually going to try because I think I was just a little, like if I were a plant last week, I would have been like wilted and sad and like falling over. But like this week I'm like upright and, you know, greener and happy, something like that. But it just serves as a reminder that Well, two things, I think, actually, because one of the reasons I was having such a bad week last week was that I had something at work. There wasn't like an incident. There was anything, but just something occurred that bothered me and continued to bother me. And it took me a while to process it. And I just was far more emotional about this occurrence than I assumed I would be, which was why I cried. (laughs) So stupid. But now that I have processed it, I feel much better. And I just think, you know, we know so much about our hormones, but I think there's still so much we don't know. And like my subconscious is just like rocking with the hormones in my body, you know, like it's just, but every now and then it's just like really frustrating. (laughs) Anyway, I'm very sorry. If you're still here, I'm very grateful. I won't act like that again. And if I feel like I'm in that sort of mood, I will not record anything because that does not serve or entertain anyone. Anyway, I am back. I'm putting my best foot forward. I went on a hot girl walk this morning and then I did Pilates. So like, I'm so skinny. Can you even see me? Follow the sound of my voice. Like you cannot, I I know you can't, you can't even tell that I'm here because I'm so thin and beautiful. I'm drinking my second 40 ounce Stanley cup of the day. And I put crystal light in it, which like crystal light fucking slaps. And we all know I love Chick-fil-A's lemonade. Like I would do so much to have Chick-fil-A lemonade, like on tap at my house. But the sugar, the sugar is so bad. Like for my own body, for everyone, like we, we, we have to like monitor our sugar. So I'm, you know, the low cal, what? It's artificial, probably terrible for us chemicals, but whatever. <laughs> as long as my pancreas doesn't know, I don't really care. <laughs> okay, we're back. We have a lot of things to talk about today. Um, some incredible breaking news from Housewives World. Incredible. Just, there's a, actually, I don't know. There's there's a real hodgepodge of things going on. There's some royal news, a few royal bits, royal adjacent bits. Um, and yeah, so let's get into it. First thing I want to talk about is Jen Shaw, 
who was on the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, who was previously, if you watched this past season, which I did only for this specific storyline, she got arrested by, was it Homeland Security? Or I think, it, yeah, Homeland like the, fed, the feds, like lit literally, literally the feds, she got arrested. And she was accused of, <clears throat> excuse me, fraudulent activity, stealing people's money, posing as different companies and, you know, taking retirement funds and savings and things from like the elderly and essentially promising them services she would never provide, which is fraud. So this is only news now because she, when she was arrested and when she was out on bail, it was not guilty, not guilty. I'm not guilty. Her first assistant, Stuart, I forget his name, Stuart, somebody pled guilty months ago. So it's like, if your assistant is guilty, how are you still saying you're not guilty? But the other day she came out and changed her plea to a guilty plea, which is insane. She has been charged with conspiracy to commit wire fraud in connection with telemarketing. She faces a maximum of 30 years in prison and up to almost $10 million in fines and restitution in addition to a $6 million forfeiture. So does that mean she has $6 million like readily available to hand over or that she would have to do that? We'll have to ask Caitlin. That's $16 million. That is an unconscionable amount of money. And to think that she got all of that from telemarketing schemes for the elderly, like it's disgusting. It's sick. It's absolutely sick. It, it's, ugh, it's so gross. I, let's see. Her attorney said, Miss Shaw is a good woman who crossed the line. What? Crossed a line? That, that is not even, no, no way. Let me read the rest and all. So how I feel. She accepts full responsibility for her actions and deeply apologizes to those who have been harmed. She's also sorry for disappointing her husband, children, family, friends, and supporters. She pled guilty because she wants to pay her debt to society and put this ordeal behind her and her family. She is going to be sentenced November 28th. Okay. To say someone crossed a line, I feel is very subjective. But when you intentionally target vulnerable people and intentionally steal and intentionally wreak havoc on people's finances for your own personal gain and benefit, that's not crossing a line. It's completely, utterly, disgustingly criminal action. Like, it's not like, I feel like the word, the term crossed a line is like, like oh, you crossed a line when you used, you know, this sort of word or this sort of tone like that that's like oh you that's crossing a line or whatever or like if you're mad like say i was mad at a friend and then i said something about their kid like that's crossing a line like we don't this is beyond crossing a line this is crossing continents this is crossing it's despicable it's absolutely despicable and it's interesting because we haven't really heard from Bravo. And I think Andy, I think Andy found out on live TV. I'll have to hang on. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? So Andy Cohen, the vice president of whatever he does at Bravo, he's, you know, leader of the housewives. Um, he, 
he, so apparently he was hesitant to dub her guilty, but then he said, maybe saying you're guilty of something means, maybe means you're guilty, but like, again, what's with the gray area and the shade? Like she said, she's guilty. The federal government, while they are chaos and disorganized, much of the time has evidence to believe that she is guilty. Uh, let's see. He said, I don't know how to feel about this. Jen, saw, Jen Shaw pleading guilty. I'll say that about Jen Shaw. At least she's honest. This makes him look like shit. And the article goes on to talk about Teresa Judice. And, you know, she obviously went to prison for tax fraud. That situation, I feel, is different, mostly because her husband was the, I don't know the verbiage, but like the primary responsible party. And Teresa was just like, unfortunately attached because it was her husband and she had signed things. I remember when she was getting sentenced, the judge of her, I guess, was it trial? Case did not want to send her to jail. And she kept saying, Teresa, and uh, this is paraphrasing. In other words, Teresa, you need to say that Joe, your ex-husband, husband at the time, asked you to do this. You need to say that you were not coerced, but like, uh, coerce is a word, but like that you were supported to act this way, that you were, you know, nudged to do this because that way we can put it on him and he can go to prison and you can stay at home with your kids. And she wouldn't do that, which is so Teresa, first of all. (laughs) Like, If you watch The Housewives of New Jersey, you know, like she like live and die for family, except if it's Melissa and Joe, but it's so her to like, be like, no, I can't speak ill of my husband. I can't speak ill of him. Like literally he's an absolute pig. Disgusting. He called you the C word on national TV. He's been cheating on you for years. We all know it. He's a scumbag piece of shit. And you're like, I won't speak ill of him in the court of law. When you're about to face jail time to be taken away from your parents and your children who both her parents died shortly after she was in prison. I can't, it's, Like she should have just said, Joe made me do it. And then he would have gone to prison and then he would have gotten deported, which he did. And maybe she could have moved on sooner. Not the point. It's about Jen. Jen Shaw's a piece of shit. She pled guilty because she is guilty. Um, Given the fact that Bravo has like probably had really good ratings from this last season of Salt Lake City from this crap, I would assume that they're going to keep it on. They kept Teresa on the show, but again, I, I feel like they're very different. They kept Erica Jane on the show, but again, it's it's criminal adjacent. Her husband is accused and she was married to him, so there's implications because of their marriage. Teresa went to prison because of Joe. Jen Shaw is guilty because of Jen Shaw. It's not because of Sharif. Her, her husband is a, an assistant football coach at the University of Utah. I have, the minute they were on this show, I was like, where the fuck are they getting this money? Where is all of this couture house? What do they call their house? The Shaw Chalet? Where is this coming from? He is an assistant football coach at a college. And like, not for nothing, a college that hasn't won a national championship, a college that's in a smaller conference of what I know about sports. Like, you know, it's not like he's, he's not Nick Saban. Right. Like I would, I would believe that Saban's, is he married? I think he got divorced actually. 
I'm just saying, like, I would believe that Nick Saban's partner, if they were on television, would have fabulous things in a big house, all that crap, because A, it's Alabama. Like, you can get a lot for your money. And then B, because he makes $8 million a season. Like, makes sense, you know? But no, this has never added up to me. And, like, watching someone get arrested on, t- on reality TV is, like, while exciting, like, Bravo needs to stop, like, glorifying these criminals, especially Jen Shaw. Like, the whole argument of, like, we kept Teresa and now we should keep Jen, too. Absolutely not. And, by the way, if she's going to go to prison for up to 30 years, you can't keep her on the show. They stopped filming Housewives of New Jersey because Teresa was going to be gone for 11 months. That makes more sense than like, oh, let's pause the show indefinitely so that Jen can come back or like film her from prison. Like, what? And I would think that someone who has had little to no remorse for her actions up until this point where she knew she was absolutely cornered, that the judge would not be, what's the word? Like, friendly or like, they won't, like, it won't be a light sentencing. Like, the hammer's going to come down. It's, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So yeah, Jen Shaw, guilty. I would assume that her kids and her husband will, like, Sharif will get the boys, obviously, but then, like, will he divorce her? I mean, did he know? Like, he's he's the Erica. He's the Teresa. Did Sharif know? Or was he just like, oh, my wife, the telemarketer. She's an absolute mogul. Like, I don't know. But I don't think Sharif is even involved in this case like name by name or by character so interesting we'll see we'll see oh my god okay second topic of the day pippa milton matthews the duchess of cambridge's sister has welcomed a third baby which apparently is much news because no one knew she was pregnant we saw her at the jubilee looking very pregnant but the press has been like, we didn't know she was pregnant. Like, well, she's a private citizen leading a private life. Like, she's attached to the Duchess of Cambridge, yes, and therefore the royal family. Okay, totally valid. I know who Pippa is. But, like, she know, she does – and she's married to someone who – is she a – she's Pippa's husband – I forget his name. Their last name is Matthews. Michael? No. Let me look. Hang on. His father is a earl, I think. I think he's an earl. Pippa Middleton husband. James. Oh, that really hurt my head. Okay. Yeah. His father. Yeah, his father's an earl, which makes which means when his father dies, he will be the Earl of something and she'll be a countess. So like the aristocracy is rocking with the Middletons, you know? Ooh, thunder. Did you hear that? There's always something going on when I record like storm or rain or my sprinklers or I see a fucking wasp's nest. Like, ugh. Anyway, um, so that's very exciting. Apparently it's a girl. We don't know their name, but very cool. They have two other kids. Arthur is their first son and I don't remember their daughter's name. Which is so unlike me. I know. I could look, but you don't care. Royal additional news. So Wimbledon happened this past week. Congrats to Novak Djokovic. And I don't remember the woman who won, but she did a great job. And the Duchess of Cambridge is the patron of the Royal Tennis Club. So obviously she was there. There is a blind on Dumois. 
that said she showed up drunk. <laughs> I think that is so funny. <laughs> Basically, if you don't know what Dumois is, they're an anonymous uh Instagram celebrity page that basically is like you can report all the things that you see and hear about celebrities and they have the inside scoop and we, no one knows who Dumois is. We know it's a woman, but it's it's a whole thing. Um, But like her, under the blind, she was like, that sounds fun. Like she's not going to say she was or wasn't I, from the pictures that I've seen. Cause we all know I got a lot of Royal content. She doesn't look drunk. You're in the front row in the Royal box center court. Like you can't be slup, like slouching over. I just find that really funny. Maybe she was. Maybe she had a few, whatever that Wimbledon drink is. That like, that, that, yeah, that fruit thing. What is that called? Um, I keep seeing it on TikTok. That's why. Um, Wimbledon drink. Oh, can't, can't spell. A Pim's cup. Maybe she had too many Pim's cups. Who cares? If she's drunk at her own, like, patronage's event who cares we're having a good time it's wimbledon it's fucking hot outside and i'm it's hotter here than it is in england i'm sure but like no one's wearing coats so like it's just just have a good time she even had to put a hat on at one point which i didn't think you were allowed to put a hat on in the royal box because years ago when megan and kate went together and megan wore that awesome outfit those wide leg white trousers with that um blue and white striped colored shirt she had a hat with her and she wasn't allowed to put it on because it was going to block the view of other viewers like behind her but I wonder if it was because the height of the hat I don't remember but they gave her a hat at one point because it must have been hot I'm like we can't have her get sunburned like SPF for days you know anyway other royal adjacent news I don't believe she was drunk at Wimbledon by the way like I do not <laughs> but I just think that's really funny <laughs> like like oh okay <laughs> And like she is very thin, so like maybe it wouldn't take too many Pim's cups, but I, I just don't believe it. I don't. I don't believe it. She's gonna be the queen one day. She's not gonna be drunk in public anymore. Like she was as a as a young adult before she got married. Like we're over it. Additional royal adjacent news: Peter Phillips, who is the grandson of the queen, who is Queen Anne's son, was seen at his half sister's wedding with a new girlfriend which is very exciting because he and amber got divorced a couple years ago i think it was during covid typical and that's just so lovely and his um ex-wife also has a new boyfriend and he was there so that's just like a loving family moment but also I, I find it so awkward that the, the Brits always invite their exes to weddings. Like, I find that so strange. Like, Chelsea Davies was at Meghan and Harry's wedding, and so was Cressida Bonus. Like, it's so awkward. But, like, Princess Anne was there, too. And, like, this is her ex-husband's daughter. Like, she's no relation blood-wise to this kid, but she was there. I don't know. It, it It's nice. Like, I get it. Like, the whole thing, like, I get. But, like, do we think that... Like Peter's ex-wife and his new girlfriend like had words or were they nice? I would hope they were nice. I would really hope they were nice. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that. That's very cool. I'm happy. I love seeing a British wedding just because everyone wears hats. But yeah, I think autumn 
and I don't know his new girlfriend's name, Marie, Caroline. I don't know. She looks like a Caroline, but I don't think that's her name. Um, I hope they get along because, you know, Savannah and Isla deserve that. Those are their kids. But like, how daunting must it be to divorce somebody whose grandmother is queen? Autumn probably didn't care as much because she's Canadian, like still the Commonwealth. Yes. But like, it must be weird. No, but I guess all her kids are divorced except for Edward. And he's the only grandchild to get divorced as of now, which like, God forbid, God forbid if Zara and Mike Tyndall ever break up, love is dead. And like, I cannot discuss the Duke and Duchess of Cambridge ever separating. They won't, even if they hate each other, which they do not hate each other. But I just, it makes me feel so ill. (laughs) It makes me feel ill. It truly does. Because I just, I can't think about it. Oh my god, my computer locked itself. This is so annoying. Let me in. That's so irritating. Okay, sorry. Sidetracked. Okay, next story. So Florence Pugh, actress Florence Pugh, went to an event. Hang on, I lost it because I opened up too many pages. Like you'd think now that I've had a phone for half my life I'd know how to use it but clearly I don't okay so she went to the Valentino Hook Couture show in Rome I believe it's fashion week somewhere maybe not in Italy maybe but she wore an this dress is beautiful she wore a gown that's like hot pink tulle and it was so cool but people have an issue because her nipples are showing which, like, we all know I'm no prude. And, like, I'm also, like, no, like, risque. But, like, are we not over a nipple? Like, are we not past? I don't know. Like, you'd think at this point society would be could be tired of a nipple. Like, we've moved on to other things. Like, and, like, aren't we done reducing women's bodies to their body parts? I just don't, I don't know. So, apparently she's getting some, like, pushback over this, over this dress. And she basically was like, I wore an incredible Valentino dress. I knew there'd be commentary on it. We all know what we're doing here. I'm 24 years old. Like, so it's not like she's a child. I I don't know. Like if it's your choice and it's still considered formal and you're at a, and the designer gives you this dress. Fuck. Yeah. I would totally wear it. Like free the nipple, you know? She said, what's been interesting to watch and witness is just how easy it is for men to totally destroy a woman's body publicly, proudly for everyone to see. It's not the first time and certainly won't be the last time a woman will hear what's wrong with her body by a crowd of strangers. What's worrying is just how vulgar some of you can be. I agree. People are the most despicable that ever been right now. This dress is awesome. I love it. It's so fucking cool. I don't, I don't know. I don't have a problem. I, I just... I don't have a problem with this. Like how often do we see a model on the runway with their actual whole boob hanging out because it's fashion haute couture. Like, you know, like this and how how is this any different? We don't say anything about that model. We say nothing about the vaginas we can see in swimsuit mod. Like we see nothing about that. Kendall Jenner a few months ago wore that. She wore a red bikini for some campaign and I am telling you 
this this swimsuit had less fabric than like a piece of hair. This was the smallest this was the smallest item of clothing that's supposed to be clothing I have ever seen. And and yet she's not getting anything for that. She's like, oh Kendall Jenner, the greatest supermodel of the whole universe. Like that's bullshit. Free the nipple, Florence. I'm here for it. And like the color is so cool. I'll post it on my Instagram. We all know I love I love a pink moment, but I, I love it. Um, Florence continues to say, we were raised to find power in the creases of our body to be loud about being comfortable. It's always been my mission in the industry to say, fuck it and fuck that. Okay. Apparently people told her to grow up. I mean, she's, she's photographed next to Anna Wintour in this dress. If it was truly such a fashion faux pas, Anna wouldn't have taken a picture with her. I just, I don't know. I love it. I can see a side where it's like you're asking for criticism and you're asking for press and you're asking for mm, attention. Possibly. I can see that argument only because you, when you put the stress on, you know what you're showing. I can completely understand that argument. But like, again, who cares? We're freeing the nipple. I personally am not like I, I, I'm not, but if I had Florence Pugh's body and her youth and the ability to wear a Valentino Hulk couture dress on the runway or at a fashion show and sitting next to Anna Wintour, totally, I would totally do that in a hot second. There would absolutely be no hesitation at all. Like, yes, I will wear this. I will do it. Let's go. Absolutely. Okay. Sort of switching gears, but not really. I have to talk about... I put this on my Instagram story a few days ago. It's expired at this point. Where is it? Okay. So there was a woman somewhere who wore a dress to a wedding. Apparently, this dress is gold in real life, which it looks gold to me. But apparently, it photographed white or photographed neutral light enough to think that people thought she was wore a white dress to a wedding. So the title is wedding guest in gold dress accused of stealing attention, quote unquote, I would never. So the, it goes on to say, everyone knows it's poor form to wear a white, wear white to a wedding, but where does a slinky gold gown stand? One influencer found out the hard way when people were calling her wedding attire inappropriate, sparking a major debate over her strapless champagne colored number. So this is a sheet. Yeah. It's like a, sheath I guess like a strapless like sheath silk dress it's champagne color which she looks great in it it does not look white at all the apparently people are arguing that it's too light and she's stealing attention la 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 my main conundrum with this dress ironically is the fact that you can see like every outline of her body. So like you can see like her nipple and her boob and her ribs. And like, like this dress is obviously cheap, like looks cheap, probably feels cheap. Like you can, you can just tell, like I'll, I'll put it back up, but you, you can just tell. I would be upset if I like had someone had their nipples accessible enough to know if it was a cold room at my wedding you would have heard about it. I would have been upset at you. Sorry. That's, that's just me. And like, not that I didn't have a huge white dress and like, you could not have missed me in a room of a thousand people, but like, 
I just think you reserve the nipple for other events. Like the Valentina Hocator show. You don't show some nipple or like outline of a nipple or like wear something completely trashy to someone's wedding. It's not respectful. It's not respectful at all. But the color has nothing to do with this. Like this is gold, obviously. Like wear champagne all you want. It's summertime. Like the line blurs. I I was looking for dresses for my cousin's wedding and I found one. It's not white, obviously, but the prints right now for like printed dresses, there's so much white involved that it's so hard to like know how much white is too white. But I think like if you had a floral dress, that's obviously, I don't know, like pink, orange, and red, but like the under fabric was white. I think that's okay. Like if you're more than 75% colored on that dress, like it's not white. No one's going to be like, that's a bridal gown. No, they're not. Okay. Moving on to the final few things. Like I said, actually, I don't know if I said this in the beginning, but we have more Amber Heard, Johnny Depp news because Amber Heard's lawyers have filed for a mistrial stating that one of the jurors was not the person who was served a summons to be on the jury. So they are suggesting that juror number 15 was a relative of someone who was actually supposed to be juror number 15 and that they were a younger individual than the one who was actually summoned. So they're alleging like, let's say it was like the Smith household and it was like either a daughter to a mother who was served or a father to a son, like something like that. I don't know where they got these facts and information um, her lawyers say, as the court no doubt agrees, this is deeply troubling for an individual not to, not summoned for jury duty, nonetheless to appear for jury duty to serve on a jury, especially in a case case such as this. But don't they check that? Like you're assigned a number and you have identification. So, but it doesn't have your social security number on it. So let's say you had two Michael Smiths in one house. I mean. I don't know. How would you know? Um, as we all know, this trial was a spectacle. So we'll see. Uh, Johnny Depp's team has filed back saying, no, this was not a mistrial. Like, get over yourself. So we shall see. Um, oh, I scrolled down. There's more. The latest filing said the jury panelist in the case included a person who would have been 77 at the time of the trial. Apparently, two people with the same name reside at this address. And the person who appeared was 52. I mean, voter registration information lists the two individuals with the same last name apparently residing at the same address, but apparently is in quotes. Like, it's all of its sus. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Let's not get our hopes up or down. I don't know. The last thing I want to discuss is Emmy nominations because I feel like I've watched a lot of TV in this last year. And there are some nominations that I completely agree with. And there are some that I simply do not. Firstly, Yellowstone was not nominated for anything, which 
is egregious. That I will say this time and time again until I'm blue in the face. It's the best show on television. The fact that Kelly Riley film if if you if you're fully caught up on the show, they just ended season four. If you're not, this is I'm gonna try not to make it a spoiler, but it might be. The fact that Kelly Riley filmed that scene in her office in season three and was snubbed is absurd. The fact that she filmed the entirety of season four with all of the things that happened to her character and she was snubbed is insane. Kevin Costner, the guy who plays Casey, I can never remember his name. <laughs> it It's crazy. Just the, the sheer magnitude of this show and how they're not getting recognized is crazy, but they're on Paramount Network. Does that make a difference to the Emmy people? Is it the television? It's a television award. What's it called? I forget who runs the Emmys, but the people. Television Academy? Yeah. I, that just is wild to me. Um, and I don't watch This Is Us. But Mandy Moore apparently was encouraged to be have been nominated by Sterling K. Brown. Like he was pleading to the people at NBC to nominate her. And I guess no one did. And she was not nominated. Which I watched the finale of season of This Is Us. Not that I know any context of the show. Like I know a little bit. But like she was amazing. And I always think it's like so endearing when another actor who... Like, Sterling K. Brown spoke so highly of Mandy Moore. Like, I find that so convincing that they are such a good person to work with and take their job so seriously. Like, that person should win, you know? Um, Let's see. This list is from Variety, and I hope they condensed it because I hate, like, my thumb hurts from all the scrolling. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. Yeah, Yellowstone is not in drama series, but it's Better Call Saul, Euphoria, Ozark, Severance, Squid Game, Stranger Things, Succession, Yellow Jackets. Yellow Jackets is the, a fantastic show. It's freaky and it gives me nightmares and I can only watch it when both <laughs> It shouldn't give me nightmares. It's And if you listen to the show when Caitlin was here, I don't know if we talked about it, but Caitlin's the reason I started watching it. It is a show about a soccer, a fake, it's fiction, a girl soccer team in the 90s gets their plane crashes in the Canadian Rockies and they get stranded and it's paralleled to you. You know that some of the girls survive and what they're like as adults. The show is fucking crazy. It's on Showtime. I think it's so good. It's, it's themes and like things that I never would generally like be into in a show, but it's so good there's like this whole like psychological maybe cannibalism like murder component this show is so good (laughs) so so good I finished it in two days only because like the music gives me real heebie-jeebies like you know when you watch a show and the music just like makes it either like emotional or scary or suspenseful like this is what does that for me this show is so good. Paul didn't like it. So if you think like, oh, it could be a good show for significant others, but he also doesn't like follow shows very well. Don't tell him I said that, but he like, he's like, what's going on? And like, it's been 40 minutes and I can't possibly explain it to you now. So it might just be his problem. But it's, it, it's such a good show. So they, they deserve 
best best series. They they completely deserve it. And they're getting a season two, which like I'm so excited. Um, comedy series. I don't watch any of those. Oh, yes, I do. I watch Only Murders in the Building and Ted Lasso. Only Murders in the Building. So good. I love it. I need to watch the second season. Limited series. I actually watched a lot of these. Dope Sick Dropout, Inventing Anna, Pam and Tommy, and The White Lotus. Pam and Tommy, I've said this before, was so exceptional. Lily James as Pamela Anderson is unparalleled. Some of the best casting I've ever seen. They were exceptional. They they deserve it for sure. Um, lead actor. I don't care about anybody. Lead actress in a drama series. Melanie Linsky is the main character. She plays the character Shauna. And she looks familiar to you if you watch Yellow Jackets because she was the lady in Sweet Home, Lab- Sweet Home Alabama that says she brought the baby to the bar. <laughs> it's her best friend. She plays Laura Lynn. That I know that it doesn't do her justice, but still. Um, Reese Witherspoon, The Morning Show. Oh, I agree. But why wasn't Jennifer Aniston nominated? I don't know. Zendaya for Euphoria. Obviously. Obviously. Um, lead actress in a comedy series. Kaylee Cuoco for The Flight Attendant. I feel the same way about The Flight Attendant as I do Yellow Jackets. The music makes me feel so suspensed and scared. And, like, I'm a wuss. So, like, it doesn't take much to scare me. But, like, the music really adds to the show. And I love – I read the book The Flight Attendant. And I loved the first season. And I loved how they made the show grow and expand in the second season. I, it was great. And Kaylee Cuoco is a producer, too. And she deserves this. She deserves something. She's been on TV for 20 years. She deserves something. Um, Sebastian Stan was nominated for Pam and Tommy. I agree. Lily James is nominated for Pam and Tommy. I agree. Um, variety talk series, like all the late, all the talk shows that we already watch. Hmm. Interesting. Competition program. They have that. I guess that's how Top Chef wins. I mean, that's always what I wondered. Um, supporting actress, Christina Ricci, Yellow Jackets. Her character is so fucked up, but so good and sydney sweeney in euphoria i watched her finding out that she got nominated she got nominated for two emmys for white lotus and for the euphoria and she's just like crying in her car talking to her mom and i just like i'm so excited for her like she's the it girl at the moment you know like what does that feel like to be the it girl to be nominated for two awards in the same night like that's so cool and she's so beautiful and her grandmother not to make the show all about boobs but her grandmother told her that she had the best tits in hollywood like, not for nothing, you would believe your grandma, wouldn't you? Like, you would. Because, like, also not for nothing, whomever is the costume designer on Euphoria really, like, caters to that aspect. <laughs> like, it's sort of obvious in a sense. So, like, I would imagine as a grandparent, it's awkward to, like, this is your grandchild, like, you know, tits out on the show. But her her grandma sounds like a gangster. Like, that that sounds awesome. Like. She's not wrong. You know, like, you can't fight that. Um, okay. Supporting actress in a comedy series. Juno Temple, Ted Lasso, Sarah Nelson Lasso. Love that. Um, I need to watch more shows, but I feel like I watch so much. But, like, The Real Housewives are never going to get nominated for anything. You know? A lot of people from Dope Sick and The White Lotus were nominated for stuff. Limited series, blah, blah, blah. There's no, like, outliers. There's no, like, 
you know, like, like generally shows like Sweeper Duel, but there's no like one thing. Oh, Variety Special pre-recorded Harry Potter, the 20th anniversary. Totally agree. Or Dave Chappelle, the closer. Oh, shit. The Academy is getting feisty. I watched both of those. The Harry Potter anniversary special made me cry. So I can be convinced. Um, let's see. Blah, blah, blah. Host for reality competition or program. Really? Oh, Padma Lakshmi, top chef. Okay. Um, okay, now we're getting weird. Production design, la, 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 la. I think I hit the major ones. I think I hit the major ones. The, yeah, it's going to be a good show. Maybe I'll watch it. Hopefully there's some good outfits. We know I love to judge an outfit. But yeah, I just, that's just so cool to go to an award show, you know? Like not only was I nominated for my work and like I'm in a room full of my peers, but like I look fabulous. That, like, man, I'm so jealous. That's so cool. Anyway, that's it for today. I, oh no, quick thing real quick. I decided whilst talking to a friend that I was going to watch this season of The Bachelorette only because there's two bachelorettes and they're friends. And I cannot imagine that that's not going to cause some drama, which it, as per the preview, it will. And I need to see that unfold. And I was talking to someone at work the other day about, they were like, oh, I'm going to watch The Bachelor tonight. And I was like, why do you watch the first episode? And they were like, what do you mean? I'm like, the... The hysterics of all of these men coming out of the cars with their little like skits and puns and just dumb shit. Like, I'm so over this. Like, after 20 years and after how many flops and fails and like actual embarrassments in this franchise, can't they like revamp the introductions? I don't get it. Like, wouldn't it be so much better if like you went like me, if I'm the bachelorette, like I walked into a room full of men and they each all had to have the audacity and the gusto and the balls to come talk to me instead of just like literally being driven to my footstep. That's fucking television. That's a good idea. Free idea. Like, no, just kidding. Pay me for it. (laughs) If you work for the bachelor and you're listening, then you're going to use this like, Please, like, give credit where credit is due. Um, but, like, that would be so much better. Like, that's a social experiment. That That's totally it. And then then immediately you have the intimidation factor. You have the, the guy sizing each other up. You have the, you know, oh, he came wearing this, he came wearing this. You don't have this, like, shirtless fucking douche. And then this, like, idiot who comes out with a, I don't know, I saw something, like, like a jelly suit. Like, it's dumb. Like, are we not tired of this dumb, like, stupid humor on the, like, it's so awkward and so stupid. Like, just get out of the car, put a nice suit on, say your name. Like, hi, my name is Jake. I'm from Indiana. I'm a marketing specialist and I used to play hockey. I don't know. Like, it's never like, oh, you have to guess my name. I'm going to spell it out in bubbles. Like, it's so stupid. It's so stupid. (laughs) I hate it. So I only watched the last 20 minutes of the first episode because I literally, you miss nothing while missing everything. And it's not a fucking waste of my time. So I, I understand what's going on. I saw a few kisses and there was this one guy with like a really delicious jawline. And I was like, ooh, that guy's going to go far in the show. <laughs> that, that guy, 
that guy's going to get in trouble. <laughs> but like, I, I would feel so awkward as a bachelorette, like in general, but then like I'm competing with my friend for the same dudes. And like you see in the preview later episodes, they're like, I don't want to accept a rose from you. I was here for the other one. And it's like, that's so hurtful and so horrible. Like, it's embarrassing. But then you know when you're the only one that they're all there for you, quote unquote. Like, they're all there to get on TV. Like, let's not lie. But like, generally speaking, they're there for you. But now it's like, you don't know that they're there for you. They can be sticking around for your friend. Like, literally your best friend. Oh my God, it's so embarrassing. So we'll see. It's on on Mondays. I usually record it so I don't have to watch A, the commercials, and B, the stupid bullshit. Like, the group dates and the freaking... I don't know. Like, there's so much of that show that makes me nauseous and, like, I truly hate. But, like, (laughs) towards the end, when there's, like, six guys or less left, that's when it gets good. That's when it gets really good. I was really, really, really invested in Hannah Brown's season. And I feel like so was Bachelor Nation. And since then, I haven't been wowed. Like, I wasn't wowed by Tasha. I was actually, I was wowed by Claire because, like, what an absolute nonsense shit show. But, like, I haven't been, like, really like floored by the bachelor so bachelorette so maybe maybe this season is the season we all get back into it but that's it for me i hope you guys have an amazing rest of the week thank you so much for listening to the weekly kate i am again very sorry that i cried last week it will not happen again except if i cried of laughter like when we have a funny guest or whatever um and that's it for me. If you like what you heard, leave a five-star review on Spotify, Apple, or Google. If you didn't, please continue to leave a five-star review. Tell me how I can improve. Follow me on all platforms, Instagram, TikTok, follow the podcast so you get alerts on when I post a new episode. And I will see you next Thursday. Have a great week. Bye.